0: Welcome to We Are Meaningful, a podcast where we transform the anonymous experiences of Black and brown talent into powerful audio narratives. Each month, we center the dialogue around a common theme, providing you, our listeners, with the tools and resources you need to help navigate, grow, and thrive in corporate spaces. Our stories, experiences, and our voices are meaningful. We are meaningful. Hi, everyone. This is Crystal.
1: And this is Krista.
0: And today we're joined by our friend, Dominique Hollins. Dominique is the founder and connector in chief of WE360, a boutique diversity, equity, and inclusion consulting firm that aligns the essential networks of the tech ecosystem to advance workplace equity for all. With over 15 years of experience working with Fortune 500 companies, nonprofit organizations, academic institutions, entrepreneurs, community leaders, and professional advocates, Dominique has become adept at community building for collective impact. Her expertise spans the technology and financial service industries, including business operations, product and program development brand engagement data analysis partnerships community development small business advocacy tech entrepreneurship and diversity equity and inclusion planning and development total mouthful she is a powerhouse hey girl
2: hey hey crystal and krista how y'all doing <laughs> Good.
0: thank you so much for coming on and i'm so excited about this interview dom and i met when I was in Oakland at Pandora and I had gone to an event at the Kapor Center and you were telling your story, and I was just like, she is everything that I want to be. Everything. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> I received And then I it. just continued to see you after that, and every time I see you, you are a ball of energy. So thank you for being here.
2: Thank you for inviting me. I try to reflect the light that I hope to see in other people. It's, I never know who's going to be receptive, but you were. So thank you for inviting me into your world and, and allowing me to be here today.
1: Aww. <laughs> so cute. This cute. So this is real yeah. cute, Dom. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I'm glad we started off light because of course we're gonna get into the narrative. So we're gonna allow folks to hear the narrative before we get into a discussion with Dom about her initial thoughts and reactions to it. So let's roll the narrative. I... Put your hand behind your right there, you can't breathe. Uh, you can't breathe.
1: To whom it may concern, and it should concern us all, this isn't an isolated incident, but you knew that. We are constantly evolving to their expectations, adapting to their changing rules, navigating their unequal systems, and yet it still isn't enough. The burden of proof is always on us. And they get the presumption of innocence. How many stories, emails, recordings, articles, data, reports will it take? When will they have the evidence they need to commit to real change for us? They made the game. So they control the narrative. And therefore, the outcome. We're fighting for our rights within a system and space that was built to keep us down. And unfortunately, they also are the only ones with the true power to change it. Please, please again, please. Please, man. Please, man. I'm asking you to be intentional. I'm asking you to be objective and equitable. I'm asking you to check your bias. I'm asking you to stand up and challenge. I'm asking for justice, but I'm also asking for the right to exist in peace. Please. Please. Please again, please. Please, man. Please, <laughs> they are everywhere. They are our CEO, our executives, our managers, and our colleagues. They are secretly policing our black and brown employees. They're dishing out negative performance reviews because they can. They're scheming to disposition us. They are uncomfortable with the cultural differences. They mean well though, right? They are being protected and we are being maligned. They are validated every time we're harmed without reparation. They laugh and tell us it was never about race. But they're always the same folk and so are we. You know who they are. You might even belong to this elusive they. Do better. Sincerely, people of color. We can't breathe.
0: So Dom, After hearing the burden of proof narrative, what were your initial thoughts and reactions?
2: It's interesting that you ask, because I don't process emotion well. I've unfortunately trained myself to not emote much, but in this case, I couldn't help it. So what I felt, my reaction was anger and sadness. And and at some point I felt insulted, especially when it was asking for things from them, whoever they may be. Um, I don't wanna ask, I'm demanding respect now, it is due to me. Um, I felt activated and determined. Um, Listening to his voice brought me back to images of the video. I watched the video and I wondered what would I have done, what could I have done Uh, what would I be willing to lose if I were there? I, I literally have visions of myself doing a full body lunge at the officer, like tackling him just so George could have an extra breath. And that just couldn't have happened because I could have died too. So, um, and lastly, I actually have asthma. So I know what it's like to not be able to breathe. So it was just traumatizing. My thing is, what do you do when you watch the law break the law? And what's Uh more important, the rule of law or the preservation of life? So, you know, it's just it just it's angering to constantly see it and not have justice be made.
1: Yeah, I think it's so interesting. Um, I watched the video as well. Right. And I think it's just like a natural reaction to put yourself in that situation and to ask yourself that question. Right. And to be like, what would I have done differently? What would I have done differently? Because there wasn't just one or two people around There were a lot of people around that could have done something, but I think probably they might have been thinking what we could have thought if we were there too, right? Which is, he wouldn't do this. Like, he won't take it too far. He won't kill him. It'll be okay. A couple more seconds. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. He won't kill him. Hold out, hold out. But you know that in your gut, like, even just talking about it now, my hands are clammy and, like, my stomach feels like a brick. Because... When you're in that position, what do you do? And like you said, is it that you, you risk your life to, to save his? But I think there's so many elements. And I, I wonder if any other group of people, you know, outside of the black community ever have to feel that challenged and ever have to think about those situations.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think the answer answer to that is 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 no. Right, right. No. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And if they do,
2: I mean, not to this extent, like no matter whatever life brings their way, it is never to the degree that we have experienced it for generations and generations and generations, period.
0: Yeah. And I think that takes us to our next question because no one's talked about this ever. There have been certain companies, and we mentioned this in our last episode about Ben and Jerry's, who has had these conversations about the experiences of the Black community all the time. It's part of the work that they do. They are activists. And now we have all of these companies who are breaking the internet and they're trying to show support for the Black Lives Matter movement. And for some, they see this as more performative rather than them being activated, as you mentioned. Um, And I hope that they are are committed to sustainable action, but I think a lot of us are waiting for the other shoe to drop and we are being cautiously optimistic. What do you think these messages of support that we're seeing have during these moments?
2: You know i wrote out what i was gonna say but i got a whole new response now so i'm just gonna roll with that um i don't care if it's performative or not i want you to do something I mean, I used Uh to, you know, a part of this struggle is we got people who have the sanctified way of how this needs to take place. And then the people who are just scrappy, and they're like, I'll take what I can get. And I'm doing both. So to that end, um, messages of support from celebrities have a huge impact, given their public reach and their ability to mobilize Um, celebrities incentivize action by nature of their followers, um, and their followers desire to be connected to them. So with that power and influence, I I believe it is important for people with this capability to use it for something greater mm-hmm. than themselves they have already achieved whatever that thing is they want it for themselves that made them a celebrity well now we need them to use it for a society that supports them um celebrity or not i believe we all have the influence within our own personal lives to affect change and so i would ask to everyone who hears this today how are you using your own celebrity to influence our loved ones, our communities, our workplaces, our nations, and then the world around us. Because while we're leaning on LeBron James, that man is tired. It is not his responsibility to carry us. Bill Gates is tired. Dr. Fauci is tired. They are tired. They need the millions of us to stand and wake the F up.
0: Yeah, and I love that you called out individuals by and large being a celebrity to somebody because i think we all think well i'm just a person who works at a company and i have a family i'm not really how do i have influence so i love the way that you framed it because it helps people to understand that no matter where you are no matter what role you have no matter how much money you have how much visibility you can always affect change in some sort of way and you have influence over someone.
2: Absolutely, I mean, before I started doing this DEI work, the reason why I was invisible, I mean, some people see me if they've seen my work, but I am not the marketer, I'm not the brand person, I'm too busy doing the work. So when people started to actually listen to my voice, I was like, oh, y'all think I got something to say? I'm literally just expressing my thought, but the truth is so many people shared it. So now not only am I embracing my voice, I'm encouraging others to do the same. There is nothing special about Dominique Marie Hollands besides the fact that she made a decision and she's walking in that truth. So to anyone listening to this message, I do not care who you are. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care the color of your skin. I don't care your sexuality or any differentiating factors. You have a power to stand up and wake up and to leverage that and I hope that you take this moment to consider um, evaluating where you are in this journey and what you would like to do differently moving forward
1: well damn <laughs> I, I wasn't yeah. ready can I sit down twice you can't actually stand up and sit down and stand up and sit down again it's good for your Never quads you hear it? I stand up crinkle, crinkle, <laughs> mm-hmm. sit down you heard me huff there you go my goodness. I mean, you you mentioned a really good point earlier, right, about how this work almost felt like a calling to you. Yes. And I wonder so often, what's the allure for Black and brown women who choose IND work, DEI work, whatever you call it, you know, especially when it can be so unforgiving and taxing for those specific groups as well? Uh, that is an excellent question, so
2: excellent that I'm going to even – not even acknowledge one of your terms i mean i don't know that i would use the word allure it's not like d and i is sexy like oh my gosh i want to go i want to go and teach the world how to be human oh my good, and i'm going to have a right. target on my back all the time and i'm going to tell black people how to be black and 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 other people of color how to conform to this white model and then white people have to say no 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 Nothing about this is sexy. I got to go into my community and I got to identify their needs and I got to hope that they don't beat me up along the way. And then I got to go and sit in white spaces and articulate a message that they can understand in their language, which is conducive to their white fragility. And to execute that with an enormous amount of strength. There is no allure to this, my love. This is an act of love for my community. Harriet Tubman did not escape freedom and then go back repeatedly because she felt like she was cool and it was an allure to go back into slavery. She went to find people who were walking with her. I'm not referring to myself as Harriet Tubman, but I am damn sure if she had Facebook and Instagram today, she would have been saving people. So this is not about um, the allure. It is about a necessity. I am thinking about my community. I'm thinking about what they need. I'm thinking about the gaps in between that. I am operating as a professional for a cause that is much bigger than myself. I fall in a category of activism because I'm actively doing the work. So for anyone, who is doing this because it's a shiny object, which some people have referred to me as, and I just lovingly pray for them for their ignorance. Um, Ain't nothing shiny about this work. My mentor told me, The work in diversity and inclusion is twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five 365 days. It is not nine to five. So if you have accepted this call. You are doing the work. And if it's a shiny object to you, then you will not last. We don't have space for you. We have more work to do and your employees and your colleagues are looking at you. And this is not the time for you. This is a time for us. We need comprehensive workplace cultural reform. And that's what I'm working towards.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. There are so many people who are not Black, that have <laughs> yes. come to me yes. to say, oh my God, I just love the work that you're doing. They see the outcomes and the mm-hmm. output, but they don't see, and and this is to quote someone else that we talked to, Sasha Thompson, um, in a previous episode, they don't see you pushing the boulder uphill daggers being thrown at your back. No, ma'am. They don't see all mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. They, they see just the glory on the other what side is the outcome? Mm-hmm. exactly and it's like isn't your job fun and it's like no our mm-hmm. job is not just about
2: right. parties and, and Black History and- Month events and Hispanic Heritage Month and having some exotic cuisine and having a speaker come in no it's about being microaggressed every day and having to explain to your yes. manager why you are equally as valuable as the white male you promoted who just got there and you've been there three years it's about that Exactly. Exactly. So with that said, you wrote an
0: amazing status the other day about what companies can do to Mm -hmm. ensure that their DEI efforts are successful. So thinking about from zero dollars, if you don't have a penny Mm -hmm. to if you have a million
2: dollars plus to spend, what should they do? I'm just going to tell companies and anyone listening what the North Star is and it is your responsibility to figure out how to get to that North Star. I am the founder and chief chief connecting officer of WE360, 360 Degrees of Workplace Equity. What I have found in 10 years of sitting in the business while delivering DEI concepts, that's very different than being in HR and delivering to the business. Mm -hmm. I have found that there are some essential gaps that are missing. So I literally put together an algorithm that I'm gonna articulate now so people can visually see it like it was a math problem. Um, I start this algorithm with CE and the E has a subscript of Q. So CEO, it's Chief Equity Officer, right? Plus brackets HR plus BU plus w a and in parentheses next to w a it's five l and then you close the brackets within those brackets you have hr plus bu plus w a 5l what that represents is human resource the business and five levels of workforce accountability board of directors c-suite directors and above people managers and individual contributors until you have a chief equity officer that has a framework of this kind that crosses the entire organization and everyone is accountable, that is the only way you will achieve workforce equity in a five year time frame that articulates this this roadmap. If you are doing it in a piecewise fashion and you are putting everything in talent acquisition because you need to show the numbers, and yet you don't have a retention plan, then you are, your, you are setting yourself up for failure. If you never have any DEI goals in the business, then you will not affect the bottom line, which is negating the business case for diversity. It just means you're not trying. And if your workforce is not accountable at all levels and all of the weight is on your individual contributors who have the least influence, then you really don't care. Because if your board of directors aren't choosing the right CEO, then they're not doing what is in the best interest of their shareholders. Your CEO has no accountability and then your C-suite and your director and above have absolutely no incentive to do the diversity work. So until this is in place, this is a model I recommend. It is the North Star Company should aspire towards. Salesforce has done an excellent job of having achieved equality officer i would push that they should have had a chief equity officer but you know they're much further along than everyone else and twitter is on the way with jack dorsey leading very tangible things you can do now Um, and you can continue to do that but your north star should be this framework so that's my recommendation for companies that like to explore that um, i am i am providing that in various levels and i structure both customized and standard processes but this is the model that we should be moving forward 100%. 100% yes.
0: love it because mm-hmm. the name of the game is integration. Like how are you integrating with the things that already exist and not creating this other thing on the side because this is this should be who you are. It should be in your DNA, the behaviors, the um systemic approach to thinking about your recruiting processes and your talent acqu- I mean not your talent acquisition but your talent management processes it should all be embedded in one thing that's supporting our ultimate goals, which is that we wanna be a successful organization that is making money.
2: Not Yes, and you know what, that is, the, that is the ultimate goal, but I'm gonna push it a little further. The difference between the black uh, civil rights movement and the LGBTQ civil rights movement is that the LGBTQ community pursued policy And in doing so, they have now had more rights than the Brown community has. In the context of WE360, I am showing companies what needs to be done. If they are choosing to do anything less, it is a choice. They're not fully advocating for the rights of all of their employees, but only a few. This is the model that should be practiced. And if they do not move forward in this direction, they will spend millions and billions of dollars to continue to correct their own errors. This is a $8 billion industry. We could have reinvested that in more productive ways to advance the tech industry. This is a waste of money. I just want people to wake up and see that. Yeah,
0: so with that said, We want you to help these organizations. (laughs) They're struggling. Yes. I mean, struggling, struggling. So, where can people find you online?
2: Um, You can find me on LinkedIn. I respond to many of my messages. i talk to people all over the globe that I otherwise would not have talked to. My website is still in production. We're working on communication channels to engage. And actually this summer, I'm giving several demos to different demographics. So I intend to do a a group for African-Americans, a group for white women, a group for Latinas. So they can tell me the truth that they can't say anywhere else and we can talk about it. And then we can take it back and I can build frameworks for these various organizations. So LinkedIn is a great place start, you can go to we360model.com and sign up to receive emails from me. I look forward to engaging you all. It's going to be some exciting stuff. I'm not doing what's been done before. I am innovating and I'm reforming workplace equity.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the We Are Meaningful podcast. Follow us on Instagram at wearemeaningful.co and visit our website to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. We're excited to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Talk to you next week.